0: Very pleasant, uh, good, uh, happy Sabbath to every one of you out in uh, radio land, TV land. It certainly is a matchless privilege for me to be alive and well enough to address you you this evening. God has been awfully merciful to me for the last month and a half. I've been terribly ill. And... uh, barely functional but God in his mercy has uh, seen me uh, to this point in time on the 7th I will uh, celebrate uh, thankfully my 86th birthday so God is has been extremely merciful unto me I was sick for nearly two months and couldn't they couldn't determine what was wrong? And I finally uh, uh, forced myself to, to go go to the hospital for a checkup after Byron had anointed me and given me the corona test and all of that. Everything came out negative, except I kept getting weaker and weaker. So I finally took the risk again, of going to the hospital in emergency to see what was wrong. And it turned out that I have low blood pressure, which is unusual for a person of my age. So they took me off the blood uh, pressure medication. And with all of your prayers and thoughts of concern and cards, I certainly want to take this opportunity to thank all of you. I came to, as I lay sick on the bed. I came to the realization that uh, this could be uh, my last uh, time, and I began to examine myself to see whether uh, I could take the attitude that the Apostle Paul had, that I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith and henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And honestly, I didn't come to that conclusion about myself based on my evaluation. <laughs> I I realized that God has left me here for some great reason because I'm coming up on 86 here in a couple of days. So God has left me here for some reason. So I thank God for his mercy and goodness for the long life he's given me. And for the blessing of having served in the ministry over 50 years, uh, God has been a great and merciful God. What I want to uh, teach on and bring to your attention uh, this Sabbath evening is the fact that the first resurrection is a better resurrection. Uh, I don't know that we... uh, fully understand the magnitude of who we are as the body of christ at this time having been called at this time to be the first fruits of his creatures and we must qualify under a first fruit standard I don't know that we've given a lot of attention to the fact that we who have been called at this time must qualify under this first fruits standard. Jesus Christ is the first of the first fruits. He came as a human being and set the example for us that it is possible. To live just as he lived, following his example, with his mind in us through the indwelling of the God's, his spirit and God's spirit, that we can set an example as he did and qualify to be in the first resurrection, which is the best and the better resurrection. We see that... We must strive against the world, the flesh, and the devil. We are qualifying under a much higher standard than the rest who follow us will have to undergo. We saw, as we uh, observed the Feast of Tabernacles, we saw God's gracious and merciful plan and how he is on time with it. The, uh, under the Old Covenant, They were responsible and held in charge for sinning under the letter of the law. And we are under the spirit of the law. We have a higher calling because we are qualifying for a higher responsibility in the kingdom of God. We are having to strive against the world, the flesh, and the devil. We learned that during the Feast of Tabernacles that the millennium is going to be such a wonderful time. The devil will be bound for a thousand years during that period of time, and those people will qualify under a a standard that uh, is quite a bit easier than what we have to. We're having to overcome not only our flesh. But and world, but the devil. So uh, we'll look this evening at some who have finished their course, and the apostle Paul is one. And we have learned so much from him as to how to hang in there. Uh, I thought I began to think as he thought uh, at a time uh, during his sojourn. That, hey, this this is awfully tough and this is hard. I'd rather, uh, and he had the assurance that he qualified for the first resurrection, which is a better resurrection. And I uh, thought, I am not as certain as the Apostle Paul was. So, that prompted me to do uh, uh, an in-depth study of just what is required of us to be cleaned up and washed and close enough to the fullness of the measure of the Statue of Christ that we can qualify to be in that first resurrection. The standard is set awfully high. If we haven't measured up fully to the fullness of the stature of Christ, if we haven't grown sufficiently uh, in this calling which we have accepted, Christ came and set us a perfect example. The calling, we we understand how, how God works. He has those seven angels who are searching and looking for potential uh, sons of God who can be called and qualified for this first resurrection. Once uh, the angels recognizes someone a senses someone who may be eligible, uh, they, uh, he checks with the Father and the Father says, I'll go ahead and open his mind and call, call him. Many are called. God in his mercy does not choose everyone because he knows how tough it's going to be to measure up to a first fruit uh, standard. Greater promises, greater responsibility. We are in training to take the highest responsibilities in the kingdom of God for all of eternity future that's a serious responsibility a serious charge christ has set us an example and we'll look uh, this evening at others and especially the apostle paul who had the assurance that he would be in that first resurrection so let's look uh, uh, at some of the Requirements and some of the standards that we, as those who have been called, our minds were opened, we accepted the call, we repented sufficiently that we were able to be baptized and receive God's Holy Spirit. That empowerment of His Spirit gives us the power and the understanding to grow sufficiently in grace and knowledge that we can grow to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. That is the standard that we must be attempting to reach until we finish this physical life. the seriousness of who we are at this time should force us to really examine ourselves as we did during the days of unleavened bread and put the sin out it's it's amazing how god in his wisdom as he as the father and the son planned what we are experiencing, this tremendous calling, how God knew just what we would be up against, Adam and Eve, the first two uh, humans he placed on the earth, uh, we don't know how long it took them to fail, most of the first beings during that Adamic Covenant failed greatly. We see under the old covenant, they had a little better opportunity, but they failed greatly. So here we are, the first fruits, qualifying for the first group, fruits of those who have had the Holy Spirit available to us in full measure. We've been called to grow to the point, do our part to grow to the point, to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. So, Paul tells us here in Ephesians 4, because he he had that confidence that he had made the great. He suffered terribly with all of the uh, persecution, and the things he had to go through. He had physical ailments. He he had Luke, the beloved physician, follow him around and help him to be healthy enough to get uh, the work done. And he was convinced at the end of his life that he had made it. So, he tells us here in the book of Ephesians. ah uh, Just as first fruits, just what we must do in order to finish strongly. Ephesians uh, uh, 6, beginning in verse 10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the might of his strength. Put on the whole armor of God. So that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil during the millennium, the devil will be bound for that thousand years, so it, it'll be a little easier, well, a great deal easier for those who are qualifying for eternal salvation. Put on the whole armor of God, we may be able to stand we've We've taught on the whole armor of God what it is we've got to have the helmet of salvation. And the faith and all of those things we've we've already taught on those things so you can go back and see what they are because we uh are being forced to as it says here in verse uh, uh, 11 put on the whole arm of god so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil all of his tricks all of his plans because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities and against powers, against the world's rulers, the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual power of wickedness in high places. So we're, we're having to qualify under the same standard that Jesus qualified under. He became a fleshly entity, God in the flesh and set us a perfect example so we, we can, in seeing what we need to do at this juncture in our calling, uh, he is growing us into the fullness of the measure of his righteousness and his obedience to the law of God. He set a perfect example for us. He lived perfectly. He never sinned once. And he has entered into the kingdom and sat sat down again. He has been received. He has sat down again at the right hand of the Father. And he's waiting for those of us who have been called as first fruits, as a kind of fresh fruit. First fruits. He was the first of the first fruits. Those of us who have been called at this time are the first fruits. And it's, we're qualifying for a higher standard. I'm repeating myself here, so forgive me. So here is what uh, we have to do we have to take up in verse 13 the whole armor of God. So that we may be able to resist in the evil day and having worked out all things to stand. That's the key. Putting on the whole armor of God. We know what we've, we've covered, what those things are. We we have to have the a helmet on the faith and the breastplate of righteousness and all of these things. And. And having done all of this to stand, having your loins girt about with the truth, we have to, and we have the truth, and I preached on that the last time, we have the truth in that Fred uh, and uh, others who assisted him in the proper Translation of the Bible, taken out all of the errors that had uh, entered, and all of the 300 plus articles and booklets and things that have been written expounding the truth of God. So we're without excuse. In the last message I gave here locally, we covered how we have no excuse now, knowing what is required of us and what the standard is. measure up to the fullness of the stature of christ we have technology we have enough technology to um, now redeem the precious time we need some of us are old and our sight is is uh, bad and our hearing is bad and and we suffer but fred has read basically everything and it has been recorded so we can go online or order the uh, 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 booklets and articles and things and actually he can read everything to us i take great pleasure in just sitting and have fred read to me i used to get upset when i fell asleep reading the bible or this kind of thing but I remember years ago when uh, my mother used to sit and read to me and I would fall asleep. So, God is our father and he loves us. So, (laughs) to fall asleep with the comfort of knowing that he loves us and he's telling us that he's going to save us, all we have to do is understand what he requires of us. So. Fred has read everything that we need to know that's been revealed to us. The canon has been sealed. So uh we have the message to the seven churches. Not only is that reassuring to us as to how good God is, but it also shows us that we as first fruits must be so careful and make sure that we measure up to the standard and we're growing in grace and in knowledge and applying these things as we should. We have and we won't have time this evening to go through all of it. You, We've, we've read these things a number of times and we've preached on these subjects. We see that uh, how God calls. And how he's merciful in his calling. There are some who respond, and uh God knows that their circumstances are such that under a first fruit standard they, they, they just wouldn't make it. So he doesn't allow them to come to the understanding enough to fully repent. And they will be called at a better time, and we we learned about that at the Feast of Tabernacles this year uh, that uh, there's coming a white throne judgment when most of the people who cannot measure up under the first fruit standard will be given an opportunity to be saved. There are people who are impaired uh, physically, with their eyesight, their hearing, their mental ability, and all of those things, they would be brought up in a resurrection, healed perfectly, so that they can uh, uh, qualify. So putting on the whole armor of God is one of the responsibilities we have as first fruits. And standing, having our loins girt with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, having the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We, when I came in the church, we were getting the work done. I, we were preaching the gospel uh, on every radio station we could afford to get on that would take us publishing uh, the articles and the plain truth, putting them out on newsstands, doing all kinds of things. Take the shield of faith, verse 16, with which you will have the power to quench all the uh, fiery darts of the wicked one. We don't, I won't take the time yet to go over into the faith chapter, but we see in the faith chapter the various responses on the part of those who were called. Some Wandered in deserts, destitute, trusting God to deliver them. Armies uh, killed some of the uh, husbands of some of the people who were wandering. God, in his mercy, raised the men up after they had passed through. So we see how God works. And for those who were... called under a first uh, uh, fruit uh, standard, how merciful he is to us. We have the messages to the seven churches, which help us to understand the love of God and how he deals with the various circumstances that we find ourselves in, as those who are called as first fruits. God would not have called us and uh, allowed us to come to this point where we are baptized, we believe, to the point of being baptized and moving forward with the uh, blessing of being empowered by his Holy Spirit, having experienced the empowerment of the Spirit, God's spirit will bring to our minds and our attention, whether we are children of God. We see that in Ephesians uh, 6, I think it is. So we have no excuse at this time, brethren. We we have the fact that Jesus Christ has set us a perfect example. We have uh, men like the Apostle Paul. We have all of these... Uh, examples of those who have qualified and those who have come far but didn't come far enough we see the seven churches and what God uh, says to them as to what they should be doing I was very sick and thinking as Paul uh, begin to think, hey, I I don't feel like going through what we're presently going through in the world today. I'm old enough to die. (laughs) Maybe I should go ahead and die and be with the Lord. Uh, Paul uh, said that and He realized that uh, God had been merciful to him and seen him through so much that he was with him and that he should uh, remain and continue to be an example of faithfulness and uh, how God will deliver you and raise you up and use you as one of the examples of his mercy and his love. So I came to see that, and uh, God has raised me up to be able to bring this message of hope. We, in verse 18 here in uh, Ephesians 6, we not only to put on the helmet of salvation, have that locked into our minds that God will save us. If we put forth the effort, not be Laodicean, God is merciful uh, to those who were in the other churches that uh, had problems where Satan's uh, headquarters was. God takes into consideration where we are and what situations we're in. He is a merciful God. All we must do is stay close to him. Keep uh, short accounts with him. Examine ourselves as we did during the days of unleavened bread. Put sin out. Stand and having done all, stand. The God we uh, serve is a loving God, he will save us. Christ had entered into the presence of the Father. And he wants us cleaned up as the bride of Christ. The Father selected us. Christ helps us to clean up and become the kind of wife that he wants us to be and we need to be. So Paul says, uh, Praying at all times with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and in in this very thing, be watchful in all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We as a ministry have the responsibility to do the best we can to be praying for the saints and setting a perfect example for them. It's a tough struggle, brethren. For us in the ministry, we we are human as well, and I know the pressure on the minister. This is my let's see, I was ordained 1967. Wow, I'm the uh, second black graduate of Ambassador College, and I was ordained uh, 67 and sent out to the field uh, during. Uh, 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 one of the trying times for the nation. Uh, We had the hippie movement going on. We had the rioting and the black unrest and all of those things. I had the responsibility to help uh, in the southeast from Florida to Georgia, all the way to the Louisiana coast. uh, coast. I was the only black minister down in that area to help uh, those ministers get us through uh, those troublous times. And God was merciful toward us in our lack of understanding of how to deal with all those problems, the broken marriages, the broken homes, the, the stress that so many people were under. And we were all young men and having to work with older people and older men. And basically, all we knew was the Word of God. So all we could do was set an example and preach him the Word of God. Uh, I had a young family. I think I only had one child when I uh, yeah one child when I was, was sent to the field. I didn't know anything about how to rear children, and how to run a home, and things of this nature all i knew was what we had been taught it from god's word and to set the example for them and pour them to the word so we've been called as the first fruits of god's creatures to live up to the standard of jesus christ and model that to the world we have been called to be the light of the world we'll turn to all of these scriptures We've covered them before. You know where they are. We have the responsibility to finish as the body of Christ what he was not able to finish because he was cut off. We take then the full charge and responsibility with his help and inspiration as the body of Christ. To be Christ like in all our manner, in our thinking, in our serving one another, in our loving one another. And He will empower us to do that, to set an example to this world, the persecution that's going to come and all of that. So we're told as we suffer, we can say these things just as the apostle paul here in the fourth chapter uh said we can say these things uh second uh let's see where am i going to go second timothy four let's go and see what paul in second timothy four Let's let's start in chapter 4 here, uh, verse 6. For I am ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Hmm. Uh, I know a number of you out there are old, because our congregation tends to be old. (laughs) And it's amazing how sobering this past three, four weeks has been for me. Uh, One of the men I baptized back uh, among the first I baptized was uh, one of the professors at Jackson state college where I had attended Hmm. and uh, he died here last week. Hmm. Uh, Uh, It's not coming to me, but one of our elders, longtime elders, uh, uh, died this past week. His wife died last year. He died this past week. Uh, Macy O'Hampton, one of the first blacks uh, in the ministry in the Detroit area. And uh, one of our former members from Glendora, uh, not Glendora, while he was in a number of congregations, he died this past week. So we have a lot of sobering events I have, and most of us have who have known these men, how, how close and how short our time is have we measured up to the fullness or close enough to the fullness of the stature of christ do we have enough oil to finish the race do we have enough willingness to uh uh hang in there and not give up some very trying times are yet ahead of us uh if we have another nineteen year time cycle, I may uh, be fortunate to miss it. Cause uh, uh I'm already eighty what uh, how old am I? Yeah. <laughs> Are you four? Eight, no, I'm 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 eighty-six. 86. I, born in nineteen thirty-six. See, so I could I uh I, I can hardly remember. Sometimes I have to look at my driver's license to see who I am. <laughs> see, we could we could be humorous about these things, you know. I'll get to I'll get to the uh, passage hopefully. Let's see how our time is going here, where uh, we've got to strengthen these feeble knees and stand tall and put our faith and trust. In the Lord, he he is keeping us here for some good reason. And we should show forth his praises and thank him for it. Those of us who have been placed in the ministry have a fantastic responsibility to model Christ in everything we do. We've been in the church long enough to know all the problems that people have. We have had the privilege of being uh, very closely in intimate uh, relations with brethren, thousands of people. Uh, I had files on thousands of people I had visited. I knew them personally, I knew their children, I knew their problems. And it was a blessing to know their problems. I said, I don't want to have that problem. As a young minister, I I was shocked that people had certain problems. (laughs) And it helped me uh, not to have that problem. (laughs) So uh, this is why we should... Not forsake the forsake uh not to. we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as some is, so that we can help one another and pray for one another and love one another and know what's going on because our problems are different, but yet they are the same in so many ways, so God has called us as first fruits. Of his creatures, to qualify for the top offices, so that when the millennium starts, we will know how to deal mercifully and lovingly and kindly with those people through the experiences we're having with one another, so that's why we have to Hang in here as the first fruits. That's why we've been called, in the, called to be the first fruits. It's my, uh, it reminds me of the various branches of the military. Uh, each branch ha- has his uh, elite forces. And they're the first to go in, the Marines and, and so forth. And they, they have to go through this training mentally and physically. To be strong and fearless and set the example and that's who we are that's what we've been called to become the first to overcome sins and the first to overcome the world the flesh and the devil Adam and Eve our first parents they they fail uh, we don't hear much about them where they will stand in the resurrection scripture warns us they're go- they're going to be first who will be last and last first we are called to be first fruits where do we stand? we have the example of the seven churches to see If you're not measuring up as quickly as you can and as zealously as you can in all the areas of righteousness, there are things that we must put on, things that we must put off. Are we doing that? Is God's Spirit testifying to our spirit that? Truly, we are sons of God. Christ suffered horribly, was brutalized, uh, rejected, threatened and died for us. He has entered into the Holy of Holies, carrying his own blood obtained uh, eternal salvation for us, are we going to let him down? Are we going to fail him? He's willing to help us. He's willing to save us and present us uh, to the Father as the first fruits. Let's look at some other scriptures here. Uh, Hebrews 12. Let's go to hebrews twelve and uh I'll study this evening hebrews twelve uh let's begin uh, where here there's so much that we we need to cover hebrews twelve uh, he begins here uh, the Paul we think is the one who wrote and uh uh, Luke uh, translated into a, a better uh, format. Let's begin in verse one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great throng of witnesses, let us say, lay aside every weight. We 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 have members in the church. They're becoming fewer and fewer, and that's disturbing. Who have done this? It's a scary thing to see what has happened to the church. When I, when I came in the church, man, everybody was thinking that, uh, uh, that's what we thought. And it looked like it was true that the age was closing, that Christ was coming, and we had better make ourselves ready. The bride has made herself ready. Uh, my mother-in-law's sister, uh, some of you may remember her. Uh, Aunt lilia uh she and my mother mother in law were evangelists, and uh, their church failed. their husbands left them, and God called them into the church hmm. my mother in law was on a thirty day fast. And God called her uh lillian uh and they were both uh, powerful speakers and uh women of of power and dominance and could talk and and uh they were zealous in what they were doing which which was wrong. God called both of them into the church. And I remember at my mother-in-law's funeral, her sister came in white. When traditionally, you know, everybody wears blacks to a funeral, but she came in white and and she explained it. I'm planning to be in that first resurrection. Hmm. And I'm gonna wear, have my white Clean robe on <laughs> now because <laughs> hey, my sister just passed. So from now on, I'm gonna have my white robe on. Have have we cleaned ourselves up? The bride has made herself ready, the scripture tells us. Have you made yourself ready? Have have you cleaned your mind and your under areas and all of that? I remember my dad uh, lecturing me. Uh, one time uh, I was gonna go out to some event and he was, I had him to adjust my tie. And he says, ooh, my goodness, uh, you haven't brushed your teeth at me. And I said, no, and he says, uh, uh, we're not raising you that way. You're gonna be out there amongst the public and up in these little girls' faces. And you're going to set a bad example, and you're going to embarrass yourself. Not only will you be an embarrassment to yourself, but to your family of origin. And we're not raising you that way. So when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is pass copious amounts of hot Soap and water (laughs) all over your stinking cockers. (laughs) And make sure you give special attention to all of your under areas. Make sure they are right before you present yourself out there in the public. Otherwise, you'll be an embarrassment, not only to yourself, but your family of origin. And we're not raising you that way. So we don't, brethren, want to be an embarrassment to our father and our elder brother. So we need to get cleaned up and put on that white robe and make sure our minds are clean, our under areas and all those are right. Otherwise, we won't be able to, uh, we won't have on the uh, wedding garment. Where was I? Uh the chapter twelve, I guess it was in the Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Uh since we're surrounded by such a great uh, uh of witness, let's lay aside every weight. Verse two, have our minds fixed on Jesus, the beginner and finisher of our faith. He's the bridegroom. Uh he he, he he wants to make sure that he's getting a virgin, that he's getting someone who has been cleaned up, who, who for the joy that lay ahead of him endured the cross. We've we, we read about and seen the movies on how brutal that was. Although he, he despised the shame, he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is watching those of us and working with those of us who have been called as first fruits to be his bride. Uh, I don't know if we've addressed it and whether Fred has addressed it, but uh, our weddings that we, uh, the Jewish weddings today and our weddings today, uh, are different from the model of the weddings that. Uh, Uh, were taking place in the Jewish community at the time that uh, Paul and others wrote. But the bridesmaids, I understand, in Jewish times, mainly assisted in the getting of the uh, bride ready for the marriage. Everyone... The scripture seems to indicate everyone who is invited to the wedding feast is considered a first fruit. And if you're not cleaned wow. up, if you're not cleaned up with your white garment and your and, and proof that you've been invited to that wedding feast, then uh, you'll be thrown out so we we have to all be cleaned up and ready, and frankly, those of us my age and and some of you who are younger may not have enough time if you ha if you're not clean now, may not have enough time to get clean enough to attend the wedding feast and you have to go you may not have enough of the spiritual growth you may have to go and get oil do the work of being filled with the spirit so we need to think these things think, think these things through as as we as we grow brethren have our minds fixed on Jesus the beginning and finisher of our faith that this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We have to make sure that we are keeping clean, spiritually and physically. The standard is a higher one for us because we are to become the first fruits and go, uh, always be with Him. He's a beginner and, a, and the uh, finisher of the faith, who, for the joy that lay ahead, him, ahead of him, endured the cross, although he despised the shame. We can despise the shame of suffering and the aggravation and the misunderstanding and all of the put-downs and the jeers and, and our children disrespecting us and, and so forth. All of the things, the persecution that is yet to come. You have not resisted to the point of losing blood. That's the extent to which we must be willing to go in order to qualify as a first fruit. It's easy to the extent we yield ourselves to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You have not resisted unto the point of blood in your struggling against sin and you have already forgotten the admonition that he addresses to you as to sons my son do not despise the chastening of the lord sometimes we just think it's men and so forth but god allows them allows these things in life to chasten us because uh, quite often we we set ourselves up for some of the problems and a lot of the problems we have. Do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor grow weary of being reproved by Him. You know, you get tired of being corrected and preached at and failing and you want to just go off and say, uh hell with it, you know. But God is a merciful God and a loving God and a patient God. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens. You have to get your spankings from time to time. One of the worst ones I got and got one time was because I, I I was a teenager and I thought, hey, my mom's gonna spank me for something. I don't remember what it was, but I I uh I said. What are you talking about? i me. I said, I'm, I'm 13 and a half. I'm almost grown. I'm in high school. Uh, I understand English. You you can, if if I have a problem, you can talk to me. My mom, my mom said, what did you say? <laughs> I said, hey, you're talking about, we got whipped with an ironing core you got to whip me? I'm 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 in high school. I'm 13 and a half. I'm almost grown. If the, if I have a problem, you can talk to me. I'm almost an adult. You don't have to be talking about spanking me and stuff like that. My mom went berserk. She 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 found the ironing core because we had hidden it. She came back and, and I took it away from her. I was as tall as she was then. I took it away from her. And uh she lost it. And you know what that means. She 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 just uh was so disturbed and upset that I would take the strap from her that she uh uh what did she do she did a uh one of these uh what do they call them uh ultimate takedowns if you've seen some of these wrestlers fight she did one of these ultimate takedowns <laughs> and charged me and got me down on the floor. And she got a strap back and was whipping me, and she had her foot on my head, and I got her foot off my head, and I got back up, threw the strap away, and that's when she lost it. Uh, she reached up and got one of the fireplace too. Which is one of those rectangular things that you clean the soot out of the chimneys and the things. It has a handle on it and it's about uh, two inches by four inches. And she started beating me with that, and I was down on the floor writhing and bleeding from the back and everything, and the the linoleum was turning red. And that's what stopped her. Uh, I had resisted under blood, but she saw that blood and realized she was killing me and stopped so have you resisted unto blood striving against sin god will allow us to be chastened uh, severely and sometimes to until death we're told uh in verse six whom the lord loves he chastens and he severely disciplines every son he receives. How much time? we? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. We don't have time to go over and look at all of the warnings to the seven churches. We've heard them. We know them. Uh, they all had problems. And we know what their problems were. We must examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. The Laodiceans were uh, just riding along because they didn't have a lot of problems, so they weren't growing. First fruits, and, uh, called to be first fruits, not growing. God is a merciful God, uh, which, was the, which was the church that had the, uh, uh, was where Satan dwelt. Uh, it's not coming to me right now. but they were doing all they could to stay alive. So God takes all of that under consideration where you are and, and uh, what problems and troubles you have and to what extent the Satan, the devil has power to, to hinder you in your growth and development. But the Laodiceans and uh, the church we thought we were, uh, receive the, the great condemnation because we have left our first love and time is winding up. It has wound up. You're in your 80s and 90s and 75. We don't have a long time to play catch up and grow sufficiently in grace and in knowledge. That we have on the white suits of righteousness, and be at that wedding feast, so verse eight in uh, Hebrews 12 here if but if you be without chastisement, chastisement, of which all are partakers, then you're bastards and not sons. And I went through in detail how our fathers chased and mothers chastened us, and we respected them. Should we not all the more willingly be subject to the father of spirits and live forever? That first resurrection is a better resurrection, better promises. Uh, we're qualifying for the top jobs for all eternity. You know, as a black elder in the church, hey, man, that's that's good news. <laughs> qualifying for the top jobs as a Gentile, former Gentile. Now I'm a spiritual Israelite. <laughs> We be without chastening, which all overtake us, then your ambassadors are not sons. so for the first case, they chasten us for a few days, and whatever way seemed good to them, but in the second oh. case in the second case, he chastens us for our own benefit. God correct us corrects us and chases us chastens us for oh. our own benefit uh some of us are self-righteous self-righteous like Job was uh he went way out of his way to be righteous and god bless him but he once he was corrected uh came to see that uh he knew his redeemer lives and would uh him into the kingdom of god do we have that kind of faith and uh, certainty do we do we do we have the faith that the apostle paul had That he had finished his course, and he knew there was laid up for him a crown of righteousness. Do we have that assurance that if we passed from this life right now, or this week, that we would be standing in that resurrection, that first resurrection? That's, brethren, what we should be concentrating on at this time. It is a uh, better resurrection in every way. We are striving against the world, the flesh, and the devil. The rest of the ones who are coming will have a little easier time of it. Uh, I hope and trust that this will help us to see what we personally must do and consider how short the time is and how busy we ought to be working and praying and fasting and asking God to show us what yet do we need to fix and clean up. Because once we pass this life, we must have completed coming to the measure of the fullness of the statue of Christ. Because those responsibilities that we will hold in the kingdom of God throughout future eternity or rest whether we receive them or not rest on whether we endure to the end, measuring up to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Jesus Christ. So I hope this has been helpful to, to you. I had a 15 and 20 other scriptures, but I talk too long and stay too long on certain things. So we will cover this in future the messages, but I hope and trust this will be helpful for you to see that we have been called to a higher calling and a higher resurrection. And it is possible and it is close to becoming a reality. We want to be able to be standing, ready to be transported up to that sea of glass and part of that first resurrection.